In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever, till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the We miss so many folks today. Brother Jason Tuhig is one of the men that we miss. We appreciate Sister Alicia, her faithfulness. Thank you, Sister. It's good to see you. We pray for Jason. Pray for Jason and uh, his work. Um, I'm not for sure. I don't think he has a job right now. Pray for him. He, he needs a job. What would, uh, has it for a man he doesn't have a job? It's discouraging. Yep. And so Jason is definitely not encouraged, but he needs encouragement. But pray for Jason that God would bless him in finding, a wor finding work. Today I'd like to invite you to turn with me to the book of Acts in chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16, I want to uh, speak to you on the subject, what opens when doors close? I expect that every one of us here know what it is have door closed on you. Um, if you've ever been in sales, you would know what it is have a door closed. You have a you're working on a sale. It looks like the door is opening up for the sale, and all of a sudden, for one reason or another, you lost it. The buyer decided not to buy. The door closed, and it was a disappointment. You lost the sale. Um, a whole lot of early part of my life was involved in sales to some extent. My first introduction with sales was in the milk business when I worked for T.G. Lee Dairy for about three, three and a half, four years, I drove a house-to-house -house milk truck in Okoy, Florida. And uh, I remember when I first got there, 
they had a, a contest on and it was trying to get uh, men to sell uh, chocolate milk. And they had a contest going and they said that whoever sells the most chocolate milk got this lawnmower. It was a self-propelled lawnmower. We walked behind it. Well, I had just moved there. Bobby Craigle had bought this house. And... Uh, Brand new house. He made one payment on it. The grass was sprigged, sprigged grass. It was not solid laid, but anyway. I was going to be needing a lawnmower. Didn't have one. And uh, so all my customers knew that T.G. Lee had chocolate milk. And guess who won that? That was my first lawnmower. I did not know that. <laughs> See, you uh, I got that lawnmower by selling. Uh, I told all of my customers about chocolate milk and I got the lawnmower. Well, through the years several things like that have happened. Not to me, but other people as well. And, and, and sales. And uh, sometimes somebody going to they, 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 they'll Say they're going to buy, but then they don't buy. So we have open doors at times, and sometimes they have closed doors. Some of you right here today may be enjoying some open doors in your life. Things seem to be going reasonably well for you. You might say that things are going smoothly in your life. Opportunities continue to come your way and uh, work, you have work to do. There's others that it's not so well. Like for instance, sometimes they cannot get enough hours in at work. You can't make a very good living if you don't get enough hours in on a job or have work to do. Uh, in my family, I worked on cars. I did body work, not mechanical work, but did body work. And they were always glad when they had a wreck come in. Where they could fix a fender or whatever banged up on the car. 
They had work to do. I have seen at times with my brother uh, shop. It is every stall there was cars being repaired. Then there'd be times they'd go down there was about half the stalls were empty because the work had been finished, the car's gone, but no new one come in, take its place. They were always glad to see a wrecker come dragging in another one to repair another one. They had work to do. Now, what happens to us we grow restless and think uh, it's not fair when we don't have work. We don't have anything to do. The truth of the matter is most of us all do have plenty to do. It's just a matter of doing it. The tendency is to interpret a closed door by saying God has no hand in a door that is shut that he only opens them but Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 7 if you care the Bible says here to the angel of the church at Philadelphia write these things saith he that is holy he that is true he that hath the key of David he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. God is able to open doors. Yep. God's able to close doors. Yep. All of us have had experience along that line. God opens up things and closes others. I well remember especially in my last year in Bible school uh, some of the fellas had been called to preach someplace. Some had been called to pastor. And to come on up to the time to graduation and it seemed to me like most all of the men that I went to school with had been called to churches and they were gone. And here Douglas was. Uh, no church called me. I went for a whole year after graduation and no church called me. I really couldn't understand it because as far as I was concerned I was ready to go pastor the First Baptist Church of wherever. <laughs> I was ready to go. But no one was interested in me. Finally the day came and a call came. But it was not to pastor. I was called to Orlando, Florida. We were in Indiana at the time. I was called to Orlando, Florida 
to be the assistant pastor Bible Baptist Church in Orlando. Now while I was in school, I preached every Sunday. I had a nursing home that I preached at most of the time I was in school. I was there every Sunday. I preached those people. And those people I had, most of them were Catholic, but they would come out to hear me preach. And of course, at those times, I was in my late teens and my early 20s. And I preached to them and every Sunday. Then I got a call to be assistant pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Orlando, Florida. And I didn't get to preach again for six months. Not one time was I asked to preach. Then I thought to myself, I wish I could stay back in Indiana. I'd rather preach in that nursing home than to be down here at Bible Baptist Church in Orlando and not get to preach at all. Well, that's what the situation was. I didn't get to preach at all. Well, Terry, come in. Have a seat. That was a disappointing time for me when I did not get to preach at all. But in process of time, God opened the door. God opened the door to go to Gotha Baptist Church. Now Gotha Baptist Church, that was this church back when we first got started. The property we're sitting on here right now, this was nothing more than a field of palmettas. It had been bought, wasn't paid for, but they had bought it. And uh, for about three and a half, four years, we met down at the Gotha Baptist Church down and go there at that old Zion Lutheran Church still stand down there. That was my ministry at that time. Then we had this cleaned off. We had bulldozer coming here and bulldozers, palmettas up. And uh, I think I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this. I'm at Temple Baptist Church, right? That's what happens. You get to be no. I'm, I'm not at Park Ridge. Um, I heard the other day there was commentators making fun of Joe Biden, not knowing where he was, and I thought to myself. They ought to be very careful about that because sometimes I don't know where I am. I live in Winter Garden and I pastor church, Temple Baptist Church in um, 
Arcadia, Florida. And sometimes I get mixed up of where I am. Am I in Arcadia or am I in Winter Garden? In Winter Garden. Well, I look at something else. Terry, I'm 80 years old. And uh, that may make a difference to some. Well, it sure does with me. I, uh, I sometimes get mixed up. But anyway, I want you to notice the fact that God opens doors and God closes doors. And some people think that he, he, he can only open them, but he, he can both open them and he, and he can close them. Uh, find here that Paul and Silas stood at the westernmost tip of Troas looking at a string of closed doors behind them. They were waiting for God's direction. And it finally came. The result of that direction is that Europe heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first missionary journey was an unpredestinated pre the first missionary journey was an un pre uh, was nothing wasn't like that thing like it before. That's what I'm saying. Paul and Barnabas say, watched God do some very unusual things as he opened up the door of faith to the Gentiles. Gentiles in Cyprus, Lystria, Iconium, Derby, Antioch, and Perga. And these two missionaries experienced great success. A lot of Gentiles getting saved. Boy, wouldn't it be nice to see some folks get saved. But before we can see folks get saved, you got to have lost people around. And generally, lost people are not going to come to church service unless they've been invited. And even then, it's hard to get them to come. But I encourage you, invite lost people to come to church. They might hear the gospel. Don't mean they're going to get saved first time they hear it. Boy, but if they could ever come and hear, even the first time, maybe the Spirit of God lead them to come back. First thing I want to bring to your attention today is blessing in familiar territory in Acts chapter 15. We find that Paul and Silas first entered the territory which was familiar to Paul. He was born and raised in the area and he ministered there and uh, look what all happened. 
First of all, there's a strengthening of the churches. Doors, we find here, uh, remained open among the churches in places where they had been persecuted. Paul and Silas ministered in Acts chapter 16, verse number 5. The churches were established in the faith and increased in number daily. Uh, we see our increase in number maybe on a weekly basis. Here it mentions an uh, increase in number daily. In other words, there were people being saved every day. Thank the Lord for that. And then there was verses 1 through 3 uh, here in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas may have been looking for a man uh, whom they could disciple and uh, make a, a leader out of him. And uh, <clears throat> when they were traveling through Derby and Lystra in verse number 1, they came upon a man named Timothy. Uh, Timothy <clears throat> was a young man. He was a saved man. His father was a Greek and uh, probably unsaved. His mother was Jewish and she was a godly woman. Timothy had a good reputation in verse number 2 being well reported of by their brethren at Lystra and Iconium. And then in verse number 3, Paul circumcised Timothy for the sake of the Jews who lived there, for they would have known that his father was a Greek. Had he not been circumcised, his ministry would have been offensive to the Jewish community. And then I want you to notice in verse number 4, Paul and Silas went to all the churches announcing the basis of Gentile salvation. Uh, it was an unusual thing Gentiles to be saved. Before that, it was only Jewish people that were saved. But then, God led them to know that he's, He saved not only Jews, saved Gentiles also. Thank God Salvation coming to the Gentiles because that's where you and I come in. Yep. And as, as believers, as Gentiles. It seems in Acts chapter 16 now in verses 6 through 8 that everything they did prospered. Doors appeared opened and wide open. But suddenly, this changed. 
In verse number 6, they're forbidden to speak. Luke reports in verse 6, they had gone throughout Perga and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost <clears throat> to preach the word in Asia. <clears throat> they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. This is God's doing. God stopped it. Literally, they were <clears throat> restrained from speaking, from preaching. And this must have been frustrating to them. I know it would be to us. You're ready to preach, but you can't find a place to preach. You want to preach, but you can't seem to find an opportunity. They're kept from entering. And as they travel on to Mysia and Bithynia, they encountered additional closed doors. They kept trying. They essayed working on a new approach. But the Spirit suffered them not in verse 7. He would not let them enter. Right. He would not let them get in to preach. That is fr frustrating. Uh, I haven't had anything like that in a long time, but I have had that in the early part of my ministry. I wanted to preach, but it was hard to find a place to preach. Thank the Lord we have a place to preach. Amen. Thank the Lord in this situation we have a building. We have a place where we can gather together have service. Now, the thing that you have as a church you have a building. And you can have service time. Right now, you got a preacher that's old and getting older. It may well be, and I hope it is, that this almost immediately the Lord in His divine providence brings in a much younger man full of enthusiasm. I encourage you to follow him. You may say, well, he don't do things like Brother King. Huh. Let me tell you, you better thank God for that. But as he preaches the truth, stand with him. And when he preaches and you don't exactly agree with it, sometimes you get an opportunity to step aside with him and show him because he may need a little... Not everybody knows everything. Yeah. 
He may need some encouragement. But I encourage you to, uh, to encourage the new man when he comes. And uh, pray that there not be a long empty space between men. We need a man in the pulpit. Pray that God will say, and it could be if God didn't raise one up, He may call one of you men. You ladies don't worry about that. He's not called you. That's right. But he, he called a man. And how long will this man be here? I, I tell you right now, this man will be here as long as the Lord will let him. As long as the Lord will give me the strength I will be here to preach for His glory. And I want you to notice next in verse number 7 that they traveled on to Mysia and Bithynia and they encountered additional closed doors, but they kept trying. They essayed working on new approach, but they kept on going. But then they came to a time of a directed to another plan. Suddenly all the doors were slammed shut. Paul and Silas, no doubt they wondered what to do. So they went to Troas. They were in Troas maybe a day, maybe a year or so. But while they were there, things began to change. We find in verse number 9 that the Lord appeared to Paul one night in a vision. After he had uh, closed many doors, God spoke through a man appealing to Paul to Come over into Macedonia and help us. Troas was on the western side of Turkey, Macedonia on the eastern portion of Europe. In verse number 10 we read, Immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. And here at Troas, Paul apparently met up with Luke who joined them in their missionary journey and he continued with them until the end of the book. I want you to notice in verse number 10, after so many closed doors, God opened one before them and they responded they were convinced of where God was leading them closed doors can be some of the most frustrating things in our lives sometimes it's an illness stopped in your tracks 
you can't go any further. Disappointments of various kinds can keep you from doing what you feel like the Lord wants you to do. Things happen in our lives that foul us up and cause us not to be able to go on any further. It's a scene that life is passing us by. We've nothing to do. But these slow times are often times of growth. They're times of searching our hearts. It's a time of evangelism. Evaluation. What we're going to do. Two thoughts will help us in these dry times in our lives. Before the Lord will turn us, He often has to stop us. We go so fast at times. In order for the Lord to turn us, can't seem to slow us down. He just stops us. Sometime we rode along. And we don't get anything done, but the Lord turns us. And He can give us a new direction. What to do. Where to go. We've been changed. My life has been changed at times. When a door closes, a better door opens. God knows best how to accomplish His work in this world and using us. It should be our desire to want to be used to the Lord. Ever how He wants to use us. Ever how He chooses to use us. May God help us to be submissive to Him. Let me ask you this. Have you experienced closed doors? Do you need help being patient? I believe we do need help being patient sometimes. The thing about it is this. Are you willing to be used in a new door? Are you willing to be used in a new kind of ministry? Things that you've done before, has it accomplished what you wanted? Are you willing to Look at something different. Uh, Like for instance, all of us here, 
I say all of us, most of us at least, we're accustomed sitting in the same place. You come in here, you most always expect expect to see Lord Collins sitting over there. Bench Snyder, I don't sit right there. Wade Smith, all right here. Chuck James. We all have our place to sit. Now you watch yourself. We leave here today. Then we come back for the next service. You'll find yourself, you'll migrate right back to the same pew. But every time. It don't hurt a thing in the world. If you were to come in here and for some reason or other, Lori Collins is not sitting there, but she's sitting over here someplace. Wonder why she's sitting over there. Or, you come in here and uh, David and Bonnie, they're not sitting there. But they're sitting way over here. Does that change anything? Uh, just to see. Just to see. Things can change. And it's can be, it can be for good. Well, the thing about it is, may God use us to be faithful witnesses for Him. May our lives show forth the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to love the Gospel and preach the Gospel. Share the Gospel with anybody that you have the opportunity. Invite others to come to church. Let's all stand, please. We'll be Brother David, will you lead us? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for each morning that's here today. Be with each one of us to go uh, go home and safely and guide us back next time. And just be with and be with our Sunday school teachers tonight. When we come back tonight, we'll be able to understand. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 <coughs>